0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 970, Flashback, Marvel movies in the early 2000s. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is uh, episode 970. It's a flashback episode. haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, Looking at Marvel movies in the 2000s. So uh, I was thinking, you know, recently... So it's about 20 years now. uh, So I'm recording this in April the 30th. This will be going up on May 1st. Um, It's hard to believe, but the the Spider-Man movie from 2002 uh, is now 20 years old. um, Which is crazy. uh, Because I still remember how big a deal that was when it came out. Um, Because I remember... You know, like I would have been 16 years old. It came out May 3rd, 2002, was its United States release. Uh, so if this episode comes out in the first, uh, it's been you know two, I'm two days shy of it being the 20th anniversary, which is crazy. That's a 20 year old movie. Um, and I remember how seismic it was. So I just wanted to kind of remember some of these kind of Marvel movies at the time, or what it was like to be a comic book fan when these movies started coming out. Because it was you know it's so interesting that. You know, as a kid, your perception of time is obviously so different. Like, when you really think about it, the difference in kind of release schedule between, like, the Batman and Robin movie and you know, Spider-Man and X-Men, it feels to me, because of my age at the time, like a giant gap. So Batman and Robin came out in 1997. I remember, I think, seeing that in like, I think it was a summer release. Um, I feel like I remember seeing it in like a, you know, at a a movie theater up north. Yeah, it came out June 97. I think I saw like a month or two later. Um, And, you know, it was not great. And I think I knew it at the time, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. I was like, what, 13 years old uh, when it came out. And you know, and then so Batman and Robin comes out. It's not great. You don't have any Marvel stuff, and I don't think I really started getting really into comics until about around this time, like '96, is when I started buying uh, Amazing Spider-Man on a regular basis. You had the Clone Saga ending, and then I was I was getting some of the uh, Iron Man Heroes Reborn issues, and I was also getting Amazing Spider-Man and Uncanny X-Men and X-Men, and I think that's it. Like it's crazy now because I think I spent like maybe twenty bucks or something on comics. I'm trying to remember at some point when my mom used to buy them for me up until 2000 because my comic shop closed and I wasn't really able to get to the downtown comic store. I think... The most I spent in a week was twenty bucks. Maybe I spent eighty bucks a month. That that seems high, though. I think it was much lower than that. Um, It must have been because comics were. Although in Canada comics were very expensive. Like it's funny because people in the states were still paying like two bucks, and we were paying like three seventy five or something stupid. Um, So we were paying an exorbitant amount for comics. So actually, over time, our comic prices, as our dollar got stronger, as the two thousands wore on, got stronger and stronger. But most of my memories of what our, our Canadian dollar was goes back to like you know, 2000, 2001, 2002. And I remember looking at comic values and being like, wow, that's a U.S. price. So really in Canadian, it's like 40% more than this. Uh, Obviously, it's very different now. Well, not that different now. It's like 25%. But there was a time where it was like, you know, the same in the late 2000s. Uh, So we had Batman and Robin come out. And then, like, obviously, you had the Blade movie came out. But that would have been 1998. So I would have been too young to see it originally when it came out. Uh, And then... X-Men comes out in 2000 and I was big like that was you know I remember not not just liking that movie I mean we look back at it now it's not great but it was it was what we had so we were just so excited for it. it it sounds like an abusive relationship or just like well it's the it's it's all the emotional bandwidth they were able to give us so I guess that was okay uh it was not not the best movie, but, you know, had a solid foundation and enough that we got sequels. And I remember watching that movie and then wanting to watch Siskel and Ebert to see what they thought of the movie, Um, you know, because I was just, I was really big into watching what Siskel and Ebert thought of movies. Um, So I remember being like, that was a big deal, Uh, thinking, and they, I don't think they really enjoyed it that much. I I don't think they gave it uh, great reviews. Um, which is too bad. Or you know, you know it wasn't Cisco. It, was, it was it was Roper by that point. I was thinking, hold on, is Siskel dead by then? So it would have been Roper. And, uh, and Ebert, um, because, uh, Siskel died in Ebert, because Cisco died ninety nine, yeah. So, this is, so I remember them talking about it, and I don't think they loved it. Um, I didn't care, um, but yeah. So we had that first X Men movie, and then you knew the Spider Man movie was coming. And I remember seeing those trailers. Uh, I remember I was not a fan of uh, football, but I remember hearing there was a Super Bowl trailer and waiting and waiting. And then in Canada back then, we didn't get them at all, and they weren't online obviously at that point. Um, so I remember being so disappointed we didn't get a trailer and eventually finding one. And again, this is like the early days of the internet in terms of easy access for a lot of people um, and starting to see movie trailers when they would be released, having to have quick time enabled in order to watch these trailers, um, which is such a antiquated notion now. And that Spider-Man movie coming was, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but that was seminal. That was huge for me. I remember I was, you know, I was in uh, my last year of high school. I was in grade 13, back when we still had grade 13 in, in uh, Ontario. And, I was so excited for that movie. We had a writer's craft class where I would write uh, every day, like in the margin, like how many days it was to the Spider Man movie. Like, I was so excited. Like, we would journal and stuff, and I was writing about how much and how excited I was about this upcoming movie. Um, I was just so pumped up and amped, and I watched trailers all the time for it, and I just was so excited. And then it was, there it was. And I I, I apologize because I, I feel like I am repeating myself because it was but again it was a big deal for me at the time is that you know you you uh, I went to my I, I bought tickets and I was going to see it at the first show and this is before like nowadays they have every show comes out Thursday night like at seven o'clock uh, for a while it was like midnight releases I remember seeing Watchmen in a, in a midnight release because that was the earliest you could see it I was just excited um, and then you know then they started doing like you know. Uh, 10 o'clock releases on the Thursday night now it's like seven o'clock and so I think the Batman was like a three o'clock as well like it's just 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 say you're opening it a day early then like don't don't know what's with this this pomp and circumstance of a Friday opening is kind of gone um in fact like looking forward to next week uh, as I record this we have the new Doctor Strange movie coming out which in some ways I can't believe it's already coming out because it just felt like it was far away and now it's here and uh, my my friend Nathan Struck has been on the show before. He's seeing it on the Thursday with his, with his lovely wife. And it's killing me inside. It always kills me inside when he gets to see it before me. I don't know why. It's just a weird, innate, like, it's not like he's going to call me up and be like, ha-ha, I got to see this movie before you. He's, that's He'll never do that. Um, but it, for some reason, I'm just like, ah, I can't believe he's seeing it before me. It bugs me every time, um, which is such so juvenile, weird interaction to have. I just want to see it first. Um, and, and I don't think I have that with most people in my life. Um, but for some reason, when Nate sees it, I'm like, "Oh, damn. Cause maybe it's because I know he loves it just as much as I do. And he's that excited as usually as I am. So it, it it hurts a bit more. If it's someone who doesn't seem to care as much, I'm like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so we're we're going to see that movie. And yeah, he's seeing it that night. And then we're going to actually see it together the next day because we're going on a road trip. Uh, so we're going to see the movie and then go on a road trip, probably podcast on the road, I'm hoping, about the movie. Um, so going back to Spider-Man, I remember buying tickets in advance. It was the you know, first show was, like, I think, a 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock showing. And I think it was 12 o'clock because I had, to, I, had to, <laughs> I had to skip class. I, at that point, had like one class in the afternoon. So I had two classes in the morning, one class in the afternoon. I had a spare period, and I also had a lunch hour. And so I remember going to my teacher. I and mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to be here on Friday. I, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to leave. Uh, Is it okay if I leave in the middle of class or do I just have to skip it because I'm not going to be here? She's like, why? And I'm like, well, I'm going to see a movie. She's like, what movie? And I'm like, I'm going to go see Spider-Man. And she's like, well, you have to. I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. I will always be appreciative of that. She was just very encouraging. I mean, at that point, it's May. It's the last two months of the the school year. Um, You know, I was graduating anyway. It was writer's craft was not it was like english too it was like i'd already taken the core english credit i needed uh this was kind of a fun one for people who were creative um or at least thought they were creative um so was like that's fine and i remember leaving class with a friend jason carp and we uh we we, you know it was was time so we picked up our stuff and he was like are we really doing this i'm like yeah we're doing this don't worry and i just kind of walked in front i'm like okay see you later and one girl at the front of the class Aislin, was like uh, where where's he going? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to see the Spider-Man movie. She's like, that's an option? Like, we could just leave school? And I remember my, my class in the afternoon, I had also given him a heads up, like, I'm not going to be here on Friday. I like, go, oh, where are you going? I'm going to see Spider-Man. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, everyone was very, like, chill. And maybe it's just because i was such a crazy fan. Um, again, at that point, not a lot of people, at least that I knew of, or, or saw anywhere, read comics, or you know, the comics were obviously a very different thing then as they are now. Uh, where now comic book characters are everywhere but back then like you know even x-men was like a modest hit it was not didn't make a ton of bank um and they were at this point working on the next one that was going to come out in 2003 um but yeah and then i got to see it and made, to see that for spider-man movie and i think i saw it twice on opening day uh i was just so excited and i think i ended up seeing it six times in the theaters which again feels like you know that feels like me when i was younger like movies didn't feel like they were that expensive i think i had a bunch of like made coupons and So I saw that movie, I think, five times in the the first couple months. And then right at the end of August, I think I saw it one more time uh, to bring it up to six. I mean, I don't remember the last time I saw a movie multiple times in theaters. Actually, that's not true. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home twice. Um, But I I don't remember the last time I saw a movie more than that. Um, So, which feels like a very... I don't know. Part of me is like, it's too bad. Like, we, we grow up and we, we just lose that sense of wonder and whimsy where we want to go back and see it as fast as possible. And I did that for years. Like, I think I saw Daredevil twice in opening day. Like, I would see movies twice in opening day. It was just what I did. And at some point, I guess I just stopped. Um, you know, there's just something about being younger and go to the movies and what that meant it was just more of an exciting escape. I still enjoy movies obviously, but it def- definitely feels like that relationship changes over time. And yeah, I saw that first Spider-Man movie. Uh, you know, it's funny watching it now. I watched it recently and not that long ago uh, with my son and he watched all we watched all three of the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, we haven't let him watch the Andrew Garfield ones cuz they're considerably darker. Um, you know, and he's he's 8, so he's you know, he's getting to the point where he can watch a lot of the stuff. I mean, it's still it's funny because I brought Zack to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse when he was six. And I remember being in that movie because people were like, oh, it's great, you know, to bring kids and stuff. I'm like, all right, great. And I'm there with my wife. And of course, for anyone who's seen Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Man is murdered by the Kingpin. I did not know that was coming. I guess, you know, my wife was kind of looking at me and was like, are you kidding? Like he brought us to a movie where the main character just, one of the main characters just got murdered on screen. I mean, I guess partially off screen, but like, apparently my, my son turned to my wife and was like, I- is, is he okay? And she's like, yeah, he'll be okay. And then the next scene's like, he's dead. And I was like, oh shit. And there's a couple times where I think he had to move, move the, leave the theater. Cause it was a little, you know, um, what's the word intense. So after that day, I, I'm very paranoid about letting my son watch certain movies. And my wife is like, well, I've already let him watch so much stuff, so I don't even know why you care so much or why you pretend to care. I'm like, no, I do care because I let him watch this movie and you were really upset about it. And she's not wrong for being upset about it. Um, but I really probably shouldn't have let him watch that movie. And so now I go to like places like commonsensemedia.org and I'm very like looking at it and they're like, oh, they should be 10 or 11. And I disagree with them almost all the time. I always feel like they're they're aging it up a little bit. I feel like most times you could probably Take two away, and that's probably accurate for ages. But we watched these Tobey Maguire movies. Um, the third one, he was not as big. He was a little upset by. He doesn't like mind control. Doesn't like Peter Parker going bad and being kind of mean. Um, so that was something he didn't really enjoy. But he enjoyed the first two movies quite a lot. Um, and it was nice to watch them with him because I find when I watch movies with my son or when I watch you know with kids, I feel like you can kind of just enjoy the wonder of it. Um, because you 're seeing it through their eyes and what it must be like to watch spider man on the big screen, and I remember that feeling I remember you know being able to you know for all the foibles of that first spider man movie the the green goblin costume that looks like a power ranger uh, uniform that 's not great no one really loves that um, there's certain cringy moments uh the organic webbing is what it is i mean i I think I get it you know they were they were trying to make sure audiences were going to be okay to accept the the suspension of disbelief that spider-man required i think especially after like in the mcu i think suspension of disbelief is a lot easier i think people just kind of roll with it because they're they've been conditioned but we hadn't been conditioned yet and so it's interesting to kind of go back to that movie and see so much of a prototype you see elements of the humor and the pathos etc that would become a real hallmark of what the mcu would do later um so looking back at those movies you know they there's they're not they're not always great um, but they're they they can be a lot of fun and again they're just from a different era and then once we have the MCU start i think everything starts to shift uh, it's interesting too right because like the DC movies again the the gap between like Batman Begins and Batman and Robin is only what, like 8 years but it feels a lot more, and I, as I said, like the seismic shift in the five years just between Batman and Robin and Spider Man felt huge. Uh, and suddenly, it was the, you know going to be the Marvel era again um, because we hadn't really seen that in a while. Um, you know, the the, the Marvel era taking over and being you know, we just had D C movies. That's the crazy part, right? Like I remember as a kid on T V watching Superman four and be like, What is going on? This movie's silly. Uh still like it <laughs> for all its issues. Um, because it was one one of those kind of first ones that I saw. But you no, know, it is it's it's interesting to kinda of see how those movies can, kind of continued. Uh, it's interesting to go back too and you see something like Blade, which by the time Blade Three came out, was much more Comic booky, but the first one was like less comic booky and more, you know, action horror, I guess. Um, I remember. Like again, going back to what was coming out at this te- kind of time period after Spider Man, which was so great, you had Blade two the same year, you had the next year Daredevil, which I continue to enjoy and love. Um, are there issues with it? Of course, it's very of its time. It's basically a mu- uh, it's a, an extended music video, um, but I, I liked what they did with the character. Yes, the the TV show is a lot better, and they have time for the character to grow and develop. But I think there was a lot of enjoyment in that you know that that two thousand three Daredevil movie. I think it does not get all the flack it deserves. Again, crazy to believe that it's been almost twenty years since that movie came out. We had the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, not Marvel, obviously, but um, that was a not a great adaptation. It, I I, I want to watch it again because I don't think I've seen it since it first came out, and I because I wonder if it works on its own merits. Like I wonder if if you didn't know the original books, um, the original comics if it would be an enjoyable story or not, or if it would work. And I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I want to kind of go back and experience it. Obviously, they added things that did not exist in the, in the original story by Alan Moore, uh, but I would some, at some point like to go back because uh, you know it's definitely one that I kind of uh, wrote off in my mind because it wasn't great. It was July 2003, same summer as X-Men 2, which was much better. Um, so I'm curious about that. You had Hulk... Uh, The Ang Lee Hulk movie came out in 2003, which, again, not a great movie. Really kind of confusing ending. However, I do give them a lot of credit for, you know, the cinematography and and making everything look like comic book pages and panels. That was really innovative at the time. Again, they were trying something new in a very kind of new genre, which was superhero movie. I mean, not new genre, but... To the fact that we were starting to get a lot of superhero movies all at the same time, like we'd had Batman and Superman again for many years, but this was now we're pushing in a new territory with different characters that had not been on the big screen. We had X Two as I mentioned, then we had Blade Trinity in two thousand four, which again is really interesting to kind of look back at it, because again, it becomes much more superheroic in terms of its overall style. It's very different. It's lighter and not as dark as the first two movies. Uh, you do have uh, Ryan Reynolds kind of starting to be who will end up being Deadpool. You can kind of see the genesis there. Uh, but 2004 I also saw Catwoman, which is not good. Um, Marvel side, you had Punisher in 2004, which I remember watching um, with a friend of the show, t Mate, and that was a big movie too. I really enjoyed that. That movie, I don't think got a lot of love, but um, you know, I, I always thought Thomas Jane did a decent job of the character. It always felt like he really enjoyed doing it and like actually took it seriously. Um, it was an interesting one because the tone was kind of all over the place, um, but I I kind of liked it, you know, because because that was such an odd. Uh, tone to take yeah, but again, it, that was very much what Garth Ennis had done in the Punisher comics so again, kind of emulating what had recently been uh, in the early in the comics not that long earlier um, so I enjoyed the Punisher you had Spider-Man 2 in 2004 which was just so good just seeing Spider-Man fighting Doc Ock on a moving train was awesome uh, it obviously gave us the the video game Spider-Man 2 that was on PS2 that was huge uh, and felt like this is the first time you we were actually able to have an open world and swing around everywhere. You look at it now, it looks laughable, but you would not, you know, that was the first time we really kind of started, started to see what a Spider-Man video game could do. We also had Electra in 2005, which again was not great, but it definitely... You know, they, they worked on Jennifer Garner kind of being this action heroine, which made sense based on her alias uh, history. And she was, what, 33 at the time? Um, you know, it, it was just weird because it didn't really do anything with some of the elements of Daredevil that they could have used. Uh, it always felt weird that they didn't have Murdoch at all or anything like that. Although, I guess, in a deleted scene, he did show up. Uh, yeah an interesting film um not fantastic but there 's certain things about it I definitely enjoyed uh, yeah that was uh, interesting that it was uh, almost an r rated film um, which is kind of crazy too because it doesn 't feel like it. it feels very safe. Uh, but I really enjoyed that. And then you get into, you know, 2005, you have Fantastic Four as well, uh, which I've watched with Zach. He's watched both Fantastic Four movies. That's right. He's seen, you know, almost no MCU. I don't think he's watched any MCU film in its entirety. But he has seen. Oh, no, that's not true. He's seen Spider Man Homecoming. Um, but yeah, he's seen the first Fantastic Four movie. He saw X Men The Last Stand, he hasn't seen. But he did see Rise of the Silver Surfer, Ghost Rider, was 2007. That movie. It felt like just. Nicolas Cage wanted to be a superhero so bad, and that was the only one they would let him do. And then you had Spider-Man 3 in 2007, and then it changes, right? Because then you have the MCU come in and just revolutionize Marvel movies and how we visualize and think about Marvel characters in film, um, which is, again, crazy to think that that's already, what, like 2007? So what, 15 years ago. I'm sorry, 2008 is 14 years ago. Uh, where, you know We've gone so far in the last 14 years. Anyways, 20 years ago, we had that first Spider-Man movie. It made so much money. It made people realize that comic book movies could make a lot of money. And that is definitely true. And it, you know, it I love that film. I loved that series in general, even the third one wasn't great. Uh there was a lot of again weird choices and interesting choices that they took. It was definitely interesting because if you look back at these movies, um the MCU, for the most part, does not have a lot of repeating directors. It has some, obviously, as the Russos, who've done, you know. Uh, two different Avengers movies. You had Joss Whedon do two different Avengers movies. Um, you know, you you have, a few, you have a bunch of directors, but for the most part, a lot of these kind of, the, especially with the different trilogies, they have different uh, directors who are doing them. Whereas when you had X Men one, two, and three. Oh, sorry. I guess one and two, same director, and then the third one, obviously, things happened. Uh, Spider-Man, you had all three by the same director, so you had a little bit more consistency there. Same thing with Fantastic Four, so it's interesting to see that old model, that you know, you'd know you have the same director kind of doing multiple installments, and I guess that kind of goes back to, you know, Tim Burton got two Batmans, uh, got Schumacher got two Batmans, you had Donner got, you know, a bunch of different Supermans, so Um, It's interesting to see how that's kind of changed as well, the idea that you need to have a consistent voice. I mean, you had Favreau who only did two of the Iron Man movies, and I guess after that point. I mean, you have, again, you do have some returning guys, but considering how many movies exist in the Marvel Universe, uh, or MCU, I should say, uh, not, you know, a bunch of them do have different directors. I guess Spider-Man got lucky because it had the same guy on each of them, and I think the movies, generally speaking, are better for it, but not always. I mean, sometimes it's nice to have Fresher Blood, too. It's interesting to kind of uh, take, on, to take on that. Anyways, thanks for listening to this kind of uh, quick run down my memory lane in terms of what it was like when that first Spider-Man movie came out. Um, the other movies, they all came out while I was at university. And actually, I guess 2007, uh, The Rise of the Silver Server was the first one that was, I'm was going to say, during my kind of grown-up era. Once I was you know, working, um, I was a different person. I was not in university anymore. And it was kind of the last one I saw before I started feeling different. I mean, the MCU starts in 2008. I, I meet my wife in 2008. And so there's only two movies that came out Prior to us being together and everything after that, of the MCU has kind of been during my uh, quote unquote adult life. Once I had, you know, met the woman I was going to spend the rest of my life with and was getting engaged and, and then got married and had kids, and uh, I just live in an MCU world. But it's weird to th- look back at this pre MCU world and, you know, how much more naive we were about comic book movies and what they could mean and, you know, they weren't the prevalent form of entertainment at the time and now it just feels like everything's a comic movie and a lot of people have been bristling against that for years but it's, you know, we've been getting MCU and MCU style films for a long time now. It's been 15, uh, you know, almost 15 years. So, anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.